Welcome to CTO Think, a podcast about leadership, product development, and tech decisions between two recovering chief technology officers. Here are your hosts, Don Vandemark and Randy Burgess. Hey, Randy, what are you up to this week? Um, let's see. I've been working at work. We kind of, my team had a slow month just based on people that were out of office. Um, and we had some, probably, I guess, so I would consider the biggest blocks of a particular project, um, that were kind of out of my control. So I would say I had a level of patience that I normally don't think I ever, I've ever had that I was just like, all right, I'm going to just let this play out. I don't need to get worked up even though things are going slower than I had wanted. So I don't know if that's maturity or just <laughs> settling or what, but um, that was a new one for me. Cause usually, I guess I'm usually in control of everything, the whole right. stack, the whole system. And at a bigger firm, I have to depend on things I'm not in control of. And when those don't all work together, then we get blocked a little bit more. So I think that's normal with a bigger company. So yeah, that, that's been my week. Uh, what about you? So, so what you're saying is that some, that, that this past week you've had trouble deciding where to spend your time. Is that correct? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I took, I made choices pretty quick on what to do with my time. Um, so I, I, I use that as a segue to, to our topic today. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I, I was I was looking over some uh, articles and I came across one from December last year where the, um, the, the Los Angeles CTO Forum did a survey um, about where all their members saw as the biggest challenges for the new year. And um, they ranked them. And what they did was... Um, the, the largest three, uh, the, the, there are a bunch in here. The, the first and second ones were recruiting, hiring, you know, personnel stuff. The uh, second one was security. We've, we've done some talking on the, those two. Um, the third one um, was, as a tech leader, where do I spend my time? And so we've talked about this a little. Um where do we do as a tech leader do we spend our time coding do we spend our time managing that sort of thing but but it, it's almost bigger than that um yeah so it, it it's certainly bigger than the do i code or do i manage um it, it, it's a, it's a where do i look when i'm managing that sort of thing well, once you, once you get to a certain scale, you don't have coding is not an option, right? Right, and that that's the other that's the other part as well. Um, so how how deep do you dig into the technical details, things like that? Um, with, with with Aspire EDU, um, we've got uh, we've got a couple developers, and they 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 do the work of of doing the fixes, adding the features, things like that. I'm not involved in the coding. I'm not significantly involved in the code reviews. 
Um, but where, where I, I end up spending my time is monitoring their conversation on Slack. And, and it's more of a, hey, let me see what they're talking about so that I can see if I need to nudge them in a direction yeah. um, or, or just let them roll. Um, and, and I actually, this was, we, we have about 20 rooms for a five person company. We have 20 rooms in Slack. Um, and this is the dev channel. This is only the three of us. This does not include the, the CEO. It does not include the customer support people. It's just the three of us. And I actually didn't join that channel for a couple of weeks because I wanted that I wanted it to feel like a safe environment for them to talk. So I try and interject as little as I can in there, ex- unless I see them going in a direction, and or they ask for they ask for a tiebreaker opinion, which happens as well. Um. So so, what about you? When I man, so when I've been CTO in that role, my goal, my I have two number two ways I want to spend my time primarily and I'll drop everything else to make sure that these things are taken care of. Are the people on my team, do they know what they should be working on? Like every day I want to have an awareness of what my, the next, like I've always had when I've been in this role, just me and another layer, so to speak. Like, sure. Um, not, I didn't have mid managers with someone else. So I, my goal was that everyone on my team would always know exactly what they should be doing now. And if they finish what they're doing, what they should be doing next. And if someone reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I have no idea what I should do now. That was on me because I didn't move a car to their lane or they didn't have, like I hadn't discussed with them um, prior. That was my number one thing. And then two was about blockers. Sure. Is anyone on my team blocked by something that is out of their control? Um, that may be politically, politically sensitive for them to handle if being blocked. If requirements aren't clear, if questions haven't been answered, if they're waiting on something from someone, like that was my number two thing. And both of those two top two goals always took way more time than it sounds like it should. But that was Mm. my, my thing is when I made those two items a priority, my teams were so productive, I cannot... It, blow, it still blows my mind to this day how productive my teams were when I just asked those two questions every time I was asking, what should I be doing? It was making sure all those were done. Sure. Now, the, the third thing that I would say I spent my time on was um, understanding what was coming down the pipe. What does my team need to be doing short-term and long-term overall as a group, like what do we need to have done? So it could be I'm doing research on technology that I'm going to have someone, like I'd be looking at the product scope and saying, what does what do I need to be slicing and dicing up to put in the queue so that people know their priorities? Like that's what I spent most of my other time on. 
But I mean, honestly, after those first two items, everything else was dictated second, third, really by meetings that my um, the rest of the executive team and stakeholders needed me in. So that's why pretty much that's how I, I guess, set up my time. Um, I don't know if that, how does that relate to what you do now? Yeah, that, 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 that sound that sounds about right. And, um, I mean, part, <laughs> it's silly. Be it, It's silly. If I think about all the things I do, um, part of, part of the job is going over invoices. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, we, we, we have, we have a, a probably 10 to 20 different invoices that come in every month. Um, some of them are the same every month. It's just a matter of me seeing the invoice and going, yep, we still need to incur that cost this month. No, there's nothing we can do to reduce it. Um, and then some of them are variable. And then it's a case of comparing it, comparing the history um, and and seeing uh, if there are any trends that, that are worrisome. Which I, I say that, and, and the funny thing is, is this survey, the absolute least, um, the thing that was ranked the lowest as far as concerns for 2019 on this survey was capital expenditure, operational expenditure op- optimization. So it, it sounds like that is in no way a concern, but it's still a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and, and about once a year, I'll update the list of recurring costs we have with the CEO. I'll check it with her because she gets all the credit card receipts and she sees what comes in every month. Um, so I check with her to see if she's got anything I'm not seeing. Um, and then it, it's just a checkpoint. Um, so so that's that's one of the additional things that comes up. Um, I'm trying to think of, of other things that come up um, besides just kind of riding the wave of development which is which is kind of where where i sit right now well i guess the question i would ask is what would you say is the worst use of your time right now hmm (laughs) because i'm going to tell you it's when you decide to code stuff yourself, but uh, but really, (laughs) but really the, uh, without getting back into that discussion we've had before, like of your, of the stuff you're doing. Yeah. What are you like? I know I keep doing it. I really should outsource this. I should hire someone else to do it. This is real. I, I need to let this go. Like, what do you think is the least valuable use of your time? Uh, I think I think for the most part, uh, and and it depends on which job we're talking about. So we can't we can't uh, we can't pick on me for doing coding myself because I don't do that with Aspire Edu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've they they've gone well past my Python knowledge um, to mm-hmm. where I can help out there. Um, the 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 least efficient use of my time on that is. There are times when one of the developers um, will come up with a, a, a direction to go, um, a, an architectural decision. 
and it, it's based on um, it's based on what's new, what's uh, what's hot, um, what's cool, um, and and chasing down whether that's the right way to go or whether it's just the new hot thing. Um, that actually could be the least efficient use of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and not that, not that new ideas shouldn't be encouraged cause they should. And that's not what I'm saying. It's more, there are some time, there've been some times when it's been just chasing the hot thing and we end up going in circles. I end up going, you know, having a back and forth conversation of you're not showing me the benefit. You're telling me why it's cool. Show me the benefit. Yeah. Um, so, so. I would say that's the least efficient use of my time is um, having those discussions that um, that di- that that didn't prove fruitful. Um, doesn't mean they were wrong to have, but that does make them the least efficient use of my time. I guess um, there there's some efficiency there in that I'm I'm making sure the developer feels they're heard. Um, but beyond that, uh, that, that they don't prove fruitful. Mm-hmm. The, you know, for me to answer that question, I'm trying to think what I always thought was a waste of time when I was in that role was mainly meetings that they had one question for me, but I had to sit through the whole thing to actually get to that question. Sure. Um, that happened a lot until I basically put my foot down. Like, um, um, what else was? I'll throw, I'll throw one more in there, although it's not, I wouldn't say it's inefficient. It's just part of what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the security surveys. Um, Mm. now they, they, they contribute to the sales process. So they, they can't be seen as, um, things that shouldn't be done, but they're not very efficient in that every security survey I've done has been different. So it's been a matter of answering the same question on a different form in maybe a slightly different way. Um, and there does not seem to be when 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 client potential clients come to us, there does not seem to be a way to say, "Hey, here's a website that lists everything we do. Ask questions based off this." They they have no interest in that. They they yeah. need the they need it done in their um, form because then they they probably apply some scoring to it and so on and so forth. Um, but that that's another inefficient thing I would add. I would say if I were to look at my schedule in the past, group meetings were a humongous waste of time compared to one-on-ones. Yeah. Because group meetings causes people to sit around, daydream, not be in the meeting. Like, honestly, you ask someone a question and they're like, what can you ask that again? Because their brain would already left the table or the zoom chat or whatever. So group meetings beyond five to 10 minutes were probably the worst use of time versus one-on-ones I would do with people. I always found to be great because they were quick to the point. 
um, efficient and I never really felt like, like maybe it's inefficient for me to talk to three different people separately, but there was five minutes of high value versus 15 minutes of no one remembering what the meeting was about. So that's probably something in terms of use of time, reduced group meetings. Um, yeah, and, and that's certainly the case in some of my prior um, roles where we'd get 10 people together and, and the larger the group, the more efficient it gets. Um, and, and then it becomes a more of were you at the meeting for political reasons or to actually yeah. get stuff done. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's um, absolutely the truth. So then the, uh, the next question is, if you could increase the amount of time you were you spent doing something, what would that be? I, I, I I'll rephrase it as the most efficient or or the most fruitful. Um, I I think I would say doubling down maybe on your one on one meetings, um, because I I think time investment on building relationships with with the team um with team members specifically um mentoring guiding learning yourself um i think those are all positive effects that that multiply um as opposed they 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 don't solve a single problem they they multiply what you the time you spent for me, next time I'm CTO somewhere, I, I assume I'll get that role again sometime. Um, my goal is to spend more time networking for recruiting. Because what I've learned throughout this process of being in the looking for a job when I moved to KC and having hired people before and seeing how bad companies are at hiring and why they didn't even get a shot to talk to me. Granted, I was, I'm a good employee, of course, but when I look at the, my, that, when I look back on that process I went through over the last year, the people, the, the network was the stronger source of um, hires for me in the past and for me getting um, farther with a company than any of this post do a job post um, do like have people apply randomly, that kind of thing. LinkedIn crap that, that like that stuff has such low quality on the attraction recruiting scale. But what I've always when I look back on all my jobs, almost all of them involved me meeting a person linked to the hiring in like meeting in person. And then the process was more efficient. There seemed to be, we, there was no barriers to getting hired. Like it just worked better. And so for me, I think my next time I'm in a CTO role where I, I still say that your number one job as a any type of chief officer is hire good people, empower them to do their jobs. 
I think networking amongst the tech community myself, not sending out an HR person, not sending out my employees and expecting my employees to hire people, but me doing the networking to talk to talk to as many developers as I can is a, probably a use of time I would aim to do more of, I would say. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And that's the hard, that that's not easy to do. Um, Mm -mm. depending on personality, that's not easy to do. Um, and I, I I would say personality and age. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't mean you have to go out in person. Let me put it that way too. Like, like I, when I was in a role as CTO, um, when I worked for a company in Evanston, I hired a couple consultants based on the fact that I did, like went out and I saw how they were doing um, that they were doing tech talks or they were part of the um, they were writing blog posts about a certain topic that I needed assistance with. So I don't want to it doesn't have to be like I don't want to just recruit out of the KC market. So I'm not going right. to go to meetups just because it's local. Right. And I'm not only I'm not aiming to hire people because they're going to drive to my home office. So it's it's really more of when I talk about networking, it can be anything from um, knowing the field of people available to me that are network that are out in the community of, in some way, and if that means reading their their blog posts to see like expertise. Um, seeing how they respond to people on Twitter, reaching out to them and talking to them, um, that kind of thing. Like there's all sorts of ways you can do it without having to go and like burn a hour commute and sit through two hours of a meetup just to meet people. So I guess my, what I'm really trying to say is a good use of time as a CTO is networking on and offline to find the future people you need to hire or contract or bring in to do parts of the work you need done. That's right. what I would say. Your, your, your description there brings up an interesting thought. Uh, I, I was trying to navigate through what you were saying, and I agree with everything you said, except if you're trying to bring in not a tech leader, not, not one of your senior programmers, but one of your, one of your base of your team. So not a junior guy, just a mid-level mm-hmm. part of your team. Where are you going to find those online? And this may be a topic for a separate conversation um, because the ones that are writing the blog posts, most of the time are going to be your senior ones. So th- those are going to be your senior mm. ones now. Now there yes. are some there are some mid level ones who who approach the conversation who who approach the blogging as getting their thoughts out there and things like that. But you you have an objection to that? No, I don't believe that they are the only ones writing blog posts because I know that when people do the the uh, boot camps and stuff that they are encouraged to become part of the writing community. Mm -hmm. Um, I I agree with you that if you're only hiring people that take the time to write blog posts, um, 
you definitely are not, you're going to find people that have a lot of free time on their hands and maybe they're not working on stuff. Like <laughs> the idea is I, I mean, my goal is to hire people who are good at their jobs and therefore they are usually employed. And that's like being unemployed does not mean I won't hire you, but the great, there's a lot of good people. When we have an unemployment rate in this country in the single digits, it means that there's most people have a means of employment. So what you're trying to do is find the people that are fed up with the scenario they're in, but they're also productive where they are. Right. And if they're busy, like I, I don't write blog posts. I don't actually do meetup talks and stuff that, and go to conferences. I just, that's just not something I've really, that's not where I exert my talent. So I'm not a good candidate to be found that way, but I am doing a, a podcast, <laughs> you know, every week, every other week or so. So with you, so, you know, there are, there is a means to see, to hear about, what I'm doing in that case. So, but, the, but again, you're, 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 you're a senior. If you're mm-hmm. looking for that person that's got, you know, three to five years experience, two to four, somewhere in that range to where that they're, they're, you're just trying to fill out a team. So I, I would, I would argue it's harder to find that person through that channel. So right now there are, there are two or three Chicago-based Slack groups that I'm still a part of. Okay. And there are two to three Slack groups that are, I'm a part of in Kansas City. And at some point, at least once a week, someone posts, I'm looking. Right. Or someone posts, I have a friend looking. And they are not all seniors. So the community is is talking about this. The community is out there. Twitter has people say, "I'm now looking for work." Now, the same token, people someone goes, "I'm now looking for work." And then I see nothing but a stream of 2 months of I hate my company, I hate my job posts. And I'm like, "Okay, I couldn't bring you onto my team because of the negativity you're displaying publicly." But the right. but the truth is the people are are meeting less and less in person and joining groups and talking about what they're doing. Also, uh, Hacker News is a community. There's a lot of crap on there, but there's also people that have well thought out posts and replies and questions. Like I know mm-hmm. a couple people that have asked questions in the Ruby and JavaScript world where they're asking questions above the level of a beginner because they're now starting to move into that more complex um, application development they have to do. And they're hitting ceilings because no one else is there to help them at wherever they're working. But they're like, those are the people that I'm like, how do they phrase their question, how they respond to the answers they get and the wrong answers tells me a lot about who they are. So Stack over, you got Slack, Stack Overflow, Twitter, Hacker News. I'm sure Reddit is a good community um, to filter through. So I guess my point is those are where I I feel like you can find those people out there um, and see how they communicate with others. And they are not all seniors. 
And that's where I yeah. would go look first. Yeah. And, and the other thing, uh, if I can flip this conversation, I think we've gotten off topic, but I think it's okay to chase this down a little. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, you can take this approach the other way as well, which is post a job opening. Okay. And, and, and see what influx you get. Um, because there, there's an old mantra that you hire before you need the person. You, yeah. you hire before it's needed. Um, and then that way you, you get, you get, uh, you get time to, to go through potential candidates. And, and the reason I say that is that's a good use of time to network and develop uh, potential leads by going and looking for them. But the other way is to have them come to you um, mm-hmm. and, and use those same channels. Use Twitter, use, use your own company's um, website for that. Use a place like WeWork Remotely. Um, use um, Women Who Code. They've got a newsletter that goes out every, every week. So I, I would say that's another way to, to drive potential candidates to you that you can take your time vetting and maybe eventually and and maybe build up a a list so that even if there's a person who's maybe not a fit today they're a fit a year from now you can reach out to them say hey you were looking at this time are you still looking and and something to that effect so um, that's a that's a different way to attack that as well all right. Well, yeah, we, I think we've, yeah, we did get off the topic a little, or if we focused on one topic uh, <laughs> in particular, which is nothing new. So, yeah, so that's, that's what I, um, that's how I would focus on my t- use of time in that, yeah. in the CTO role. And I think it's always good to, as an introspective type of process to look back and go, how have I been using my time? Right. Um, am I am I doing things that other people could do better, faster, more efficient? Am I blocking people? Does everyone know what they should be doing? Um, you know, that's that's how I choose to use my time when I was in that role. In addition to I had to code some stuff because in the day it was like limited budget, limited expertise amongst the other people is usually the the extra use of my time was usually janitorial tech duties. Yeah. Um, and that, I'm fine with that if everyone else is getting the meat of the stuff done and I can take the cleanup. That's fine with me. Right. So. Right. All right. Well, very good. Um, we'll, we'll put a, uh, put a link to that survey in the, in the post, in the, in the notes. And uh, that way people can look through all these different topics. Um, most of which we've talked about at one time or another. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. Talk again soon. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to the CTO Think podcast. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at ctothink.com. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. Patreon contributions help us to produce episode transcripts, which allow people that are deaf or hard of hearing to access the show. If you have feedback, ideas, or want to be a guest, please email us at hello at ctothink.com. Show music is Dumpster Dive by Mark Wallach.
licensed by premiumbeat.com. Voiceover work by meganvoices.com. You'll hear from us next week. Thank you.